indeed there are more questions than answers like with all our modern technology why have they not found a way to grow apples without those little stickers on them hi america hello world <laughs> my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week my guests and i will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you have just tuned in especially to hear the show then i admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then i admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and ethervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather told her sister this week that she was adopted and she replied at least they picked her. Oh my God. Oh God. Welcome to the show, Heather. Uh, hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle was devastated this week when her life coach told her that she hasn't made the team. <laughs> Welcome to the yeah, show, Michelle. True. Hello. We are on, would you believe, Series 2, Episode 107. 107 is an adopted number with a love of fresh fruit and vegetables. Here's a strange one. With modern technology, we now have seedless grapes. When yeah. I was a kid, I used to love grapes, but the bane of my life 
spitting out pips everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same with the pomegranate, actually. Oh, yes. That's a fabulous fruit, but that's mm -hmm. hard work, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Seedless oranges have now been invented, been developed, evolved. Tell me why it is we don't have cherries without the pits in the middle. Or strawberries. Well, strawberries have very small little seeds on the outside that don't bother you too much, I guess. Unless you've got dentures, Miss Morris. I do. Oh. <laughs> but I Put take them, them out on occasion. <laughs> it's the, on the occasion now that I'm concerned about. <laughs> Can I borrow them later and give myself a love bite? Uh. Oh. 107 <laughs> is the emergency number in Argentina and South Africa. Also the number for the police if you're in Hungary. That's very odd as well. In this country, you have 911. You don't have 111 because the chances are you could butt dial that. Mm -hmm. So 9, and then the quickest way with the old rotary phones, mm -hmm. 911, very quick, but you can't do it by accident. In Britain, we have 999 because they want you to take the longest route when you're dialing that with the old dial Somebody phones. Somebody could die in that time. Yeah. What, in the few seconds it takes you to get your little porky fingers into the holes and That's dial right. 999? That's right. I could see how that would work. <laughs> I know we're going off subject slightly, but we went to the Runestone Museum yes. in Alexandria. I love the Runestone, uh -huh. you know that. In North Minnesota. They had a tableau of a Victorian dining room and then a dining room and a kitchen uh, from yeah. the 1930s uh -huh. and the 1940s. They had a little area from the 1940s, the yep. 1950s. Mm. They had an old-fashioned valve radio, the old kitchen area or the old kitchen alia and utensils there's a little card for kids so there's questions that kids can answer as mm -hmm. they're going round. one of them said what's the black object on the table well the black object on the table was a telephone <gasps> yep. oh my god it was a rotary phone kids don't even know what a telephone <laughs> is they've never much, seen yeah. one right <laughs> right but if you're in hungary why come up with 107 what's the possible logical explanation the only thing i can think of is that the other numbers had been allocated before they even had a police service or it, they decided to give it a specific number after other numbers had then mm -hmm. gone. But I can't think why that would be. But now, for the first time on MQTA radio and possibly anywhere oh. in the history of the world. Oh, God. Hungry mm -hmm. in Hungary. It's the world's first Hungarian cuisine quiz if you're in a bistro in budapest a diner on the danube an eatery in the erd you will know <laughs> these particular questions we're gonna have points straight off the bat oh boy time to get to jump in Ooh. score heftily in this area because i know you're both experts on hungarian cuisine oh i know boy. you're never far away from a goulash the two of you goulash <laughs> question number one what would arrive if you asked for a strong Steve in Coffee. a Hungarian restaurant? I'm going to tell you what it is in Hungarian, if this helps you. It's the Hungarian phrase book. You should have watched more Monty Python. I will not base this <laughs> record. possible. <laughs> it is scratched. In Hungarian, strong Steve is Eros Pista. Eros Pista. If you ordered that, and trust me, every Hungarian would be ordering this in a Hungarian restaurant. It's called Strong Steve, translated. What are you going with? You can stick stick with coffee or are you gonna move on to the three or four guesses you normally have as you're throwing everything I'm you gonna own? stay with coffee. You're, you're not gonna let me talk you out of it? Nope. You sure? Mm -hmm. Don't wanna change your mind? Nope. Not just a glimmer of doubt? Nope. The smallest <laughs> smidgen of? Nope. Indecision? I'm over it. 
Coffee. Michelle, <laughs> what are you going with? What's a strong Steve? Beer. Beer. You are both wrong. I can't give the points away. It is a hot paprika sauce, and they literally cover it in absolutely everything. Oh. You would be ordering that. They cover everything in a hot paprika sauce, and it's literally translated as a strong Steve. Makes no sense. No points to be had. Yep. But never mind, there's another question Yay. coming. Oh, good. There's still points to win. What are you allowed to bring with you that you're not allowed to bring with you in the US of A? A dog. What are you going with, Michelle? Ooh. You can bring it with you. It's frowned upon in this country, but they're welcome into this idea in Budapest. A sword. A sword. Well, how tough was your steak? <laughs> I said medium rare. You're chasing it around the restaurant. It is a dog. You're absolutely right. Never Dogs never. are encouraged in Hungary. Yay. And yeah. the waiter will actually bring it food and a bowl of water. Aww. This is true. Okay, we're doing well. Heather's off the mark. Yay. If you nice. got offered a palinka, what would you do with it? I'm going to say to you now, I've got a nice palinka for you, Heather. <laughs> oh, what are you God. doing next? Look at that palinka. It's one of the best ones. I'm flushing. <laughs> you sure you don't mean blushing? Oh, wow. I've got a lovely palinka for you. One of the best you'll ever see. Never palinka. never seen one Does like this come, before. I'm going to ask a question. Is oh, this like no. 20 questions? Not really, no. Um, we does have it got come a show. in different sizes? Yes, it can do. A nice palinka. A wine. Oh. If you turned it down, they would be most offended. You would never turn this down, even if you've had seven previously. A vodka. You're not far off, actually. I'll both give you points there. It's actually a shot. Ah. You must not turn that down. There will be a national Nor incident. Nor would I. Nor, Nor would I. I. No. You no. say that. I have a story about Hungary and Budapest. I have been there. I did trek around Eastern Europe back in my youth. I went to Hungary. I went to Budapest just after the Iron Curtain fell. So 1989, 1990, Berlin Wall falls down. The Russians are pushed out of all these countries. If you remember the Hungarian uprising in 1953, there's nowhere to eat. The country was suddenly open to tourism, whereas previously you'd need a visa, right, and a reason to enter a Russian-based country. There was nothing to eat. I was wandering around for five or six hours, walking around the town of Budapest. There was not a restaurant. Nothing was geared up for tourism. Not even a McDonald's. Nothing. Capitalism hadn't entered and encroached that country at that point. I found, I looked through some windows of a shop, and there was tables and people eating, and everything was laid out, and everyone was having a wonderful time. There was food being served. So I thought, at last, I found a restaurant. I sit down very quickly. The waiter comes and gives me my food. It's very nice. I eat have a wonderful time. The Hungarians couldn't be friendlier people. Everyone's dancing. People are asking me how I am. And then the best man stood up and gave a speech. <gasps> I'd gate crashed a Hungarian wedding, but they didn't seem to mind. That's awesome. They were very happy. Yeah. There was nowhere else to eat either, I might add. But all this is true. It is a shot. They were drinking lots of them. You mustn't turn that down. I'm going to test you on your knowledge of Hungary now. Oh, boy. You've got chances to win some points here. What wasn't invented in Hungary? You're looking for the one thing that was not invented in Hungary. Rubik's Cube, the ballpoint pen, the Model T Ford, the hydrogen bomb, roller skates, or vitamin C? Roller skates. You're going to go with roller skates. The bomb. The hydrogen bomb. They were all invented in Hungary 
except roller skates. Nice one, Heather. I will give you. You're on fire. She's on fire, but that's a lucky stab in the dark, and she had a one in six chance. (sighs) By the way, if you're interested, the Model T Ford was invented by a gentleman called Josef Galam, who was Hungarian. That is true. All those things come from Hungary, except roller skates, and there will be 100 points winging themselves. In fact, I'll open this up to Michelle as well. The roller skate was invented in 1760. But I now want to know the country that roller skates were invented in. You were happy with yourself. You Mm -hmm. guessed it wasn't Hungarian. Okay, Miss Morris, where was it invented? Where in the world was the humble roller skate invented in 1760? The locomotion of wheels on your feet to move you in all kinds of direction as you sprain your ankle and twist all the ligaments in your knee. England. You're going to go with England. I'm going to guess Holland. Oh, I may give Michelle some points because it's the low countries it is wallonia flemish it was belgium Belgium. so belgium inventor called john joseph merlin why did the old woman put roller skates on her rocking chair she had dementia true enough she wanted to rock and roll Uh, yeah i like it i've warned you about (laughs) making your own jokes i have minus two (laughs) michelle's now on 50 because i gave her half of 100 Everybody's happy. You're getting the flavour of how this show now works. 107 is the number of lethal acupuncture points. Did you even know this? I was not aware of this. There's apparently 107 lethal acupuncture points. Hold still, stop wriggling. I'm only on 106. (laughs) Wouldn't you just throw a porcupine, surely, and kill someone then at that point? Death by porcupine. You could throw them at strangers. Assassins could creep up to you. In the street, dressed in black, hurling porcupines at you. Mm, 107 acupuncture points. If you were married, you could wake up in the morning looking like Hellraiser. Uh, I get your point. Happen in the middle. (sighs) 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 There are currently 107 Nobel Prize winners for literature, including Roger Kipling, George Bernard Shaw, Sinclair Lewis, T.S. Eliot, Hemingway, and Steinbeck. Hmm. My only advice as an author is to avoid cliches like the plague. Okay, no more bad jokes. That's all water. Under the bridge now. Every week, I like to read out the mailbag. Oh, boy. I love to read out your messages of support, your writings, your scribblings, your emails, everything uh-huh. that's positive. Alan, in a small town in Kansas, posted, I just want to say... That now the drinking game is in full swing worldwide. We are very appreciative that your show comes on a Friday night. If it came on Sunday night, Monday morning would suck. (laughs) (laughs) Best show on the internet. Thank you. Alan in a small town in the middle of Kansas. Robin posted, I want to hear Adrian say Saskatchewan again. What was that again? Five times in a row, she says. I can barely say it one time in a row. If you say Saskatchewan five times in a row, we'll get a wish or a genie will appear. Some strange thing will happen somewhere in the world. A gentleman in Belgium will fall over on his roller skates. Mm -hmm. And there's a knock-on effect to all of these things. Jerry from Michigan says, MQTA has turned into a must-listen every week. Oh, nice. This show is an original and never could be copied. The chemistry between you three is the best Friday night fun. 
love it. That's a joy. I failed yes. chemistry. Jonas, Aww. who's a regular listener in California, says, does Heather Morris sleep in a bunk bed? <laughs> I like the bottom. No. <laughs> I have heard that, yes. I'm more of a top. <laughs> You'll often see Heather wearing bell bottoms. And I do believe Michelle has a pair of snorts. <laughs> if you wish to send us messages, if you wish to read all of the stories from the show and much, much more, all of the jokes, all of the fan mail, all of the cartoons, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee and everything will be there for you. The last time I looked, I think we had about 5,000 700 followers on there so thank you to all of those individuals and we do have a lot of fun throughout the week listening on there if you wish to access our archives we have every show for the last four years back to back you can listen to your heart's content in the gym walking the dog at work or sitting in a traffic jam somewhere in america in a car you can go to soundcloud.com and search for mq TA Radio, we have 70,000 individual listens on there. And if you're currently listening in the archives, why not press that little orange love heart in the bottom left-hand corner and tell us how much you appreciate the show. Why not leave a review as well? We also do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can only access in the archives. We can't do it on Dark Matter Radio. We stay on air after 9 o'clock Central Time and read out the stories from around the world laden with innuendo and things that your mother wouldn't want to hear so those are things on there for you as well a little easter egg for you we are also available on itunes and you can leave reviews for us on there stitcher and tuning radio so you have no excuses at all to not find us somewhere on the world wide web now ww dot is short for the world wide web agreed mm-hmm. yes isn't it very odd as an author and a person who loves English, that normally abbreviations are meant to be shorter than the words themselves. Yet World Wide Web is shorter than saying www dot, because that's altogether six syllables and mm. World Wide Web is three. I just thought that was very odd. It's not a shortening at all. It'd be easier to say World Wide Web. No, it's wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's Charlie Brown, I tell you. You can access us on Twitter if you go to my Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 92,500 followers on there. We have YouTube channels with lots of fabulous outtakes and things that would make you laugh so hard a small amount of we will come out again. Search on YouTube for MQ ta radio remember you can listen to the show first on the dark matter digital network at 8 p.m central time it's currently coming up to 20 past we're now doing the show on a friday night we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries and remember my latest book mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead is available in every bookshop and on amazon and online and there is a forward written by grammy award-winning musician david ellison of megadeth if you love the show if you enjoy the show if you enjoy following what we're doing you can now donate to the show the show will always be free we will never charge all our archives are free the show on dark matter is free everything is free and will always be that way but if you wish to show your appreciation we have many costs just keeping the archives available on soundcloud cost us money every month studio fees mountain dew 
and a Mountain Dew. And my mother snoring distantly. Aww. I've just given her a poke with a stick. She seems to be still conscious, which is good news. I was going to cover in 107 pins later. Ooh. But you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search for MQTA Radio. And if you wish to give a dollar donation for every show, you're more than welcome to do so. But there's lots of other options on there. You can advertise on there as well if you wish to be one of our sponsors. We have 100,000 listeners and 100 and 90 countries you can also access the show earlier than everyone else if you go on there normally we have to wait three or four weeks in the archives but we'll make that available for you if you wish to give us a donation again the show is free will always be free but if you wish to donate we'd be very very grateful for that as always we had a remarkable wondrous incredible spooky weekend we was at the Mm -hmm. chase on the lake resort in walker in northern Minnesota on Leech Lake, the third biggest lake in Minnesota, an amazing yeah. part of the country. Pine trees, prairie, wolves, bears. Tigers. Tigers. <laughs> yeah, I still maintain that you didn't see a tiger. I'm going to call you out on that. But it's an amazing hotel. If you get a chance to look at that, chaseonthelake.com, incredible building, built in 1922. Very very haunted we took a group of people up there we have guests come to our events Mm -hmm. a spring event we had the whole hotel to ourselves this was a bit different this last weekend we did healing i did a psychic development class i was teaching people how to be psychic how to use their skills how to use energy yeah how to heal people Mm -hmm. it's a very successful weekend we did do some ghost hunts though we did i have a lot of luck with fishing bobbers as trigger objects i've got to say that Yes. I leave these fishing bobbers, red and white, little spherical balls. I leave them around on door handles, door frames, on stairs, mm-hmm. anywhere I think a ghost will be passing through or will be messing around with. And I'm sat in the conference room with the guests. Lights are out. It's dark. The equipment's blinking around me. Mm-hmm. Suddenly the bobber goes flying off the door handle, bounces across the room. Seconds later, the motion sensor on the other door suddenly goes off and illuminates the room. Something walked through one door went straight across the room and out the other door. Yep. Wow. In and out, just passing by transient spirit. So I thought that was pretty fun. What do you recall? What was your highlight of the weekend? Well, you know, I always have a good time in the mechanical room, which is the one room that I was actually scratched in once. Yes, they don't like you, do they? No, I think not in there. They're, 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 you're too lippy. That's the trouble. Well, it was a speakeasy. Well, too much speaking. <laughs> not enough easy. Yeah. <laughs> You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, from the lips herself of the horse. <laughs> wow. It's a phrase in Britain, isn't it, from the horse's mouth? Well, actually, I had taken uh, a group into the mechanical room, and there were two ladies there. That had been on one of our events a few years ago, and so they decided to do another one, and this time they went in, and they sat in the place where I was, and they got shoved. Both That's of them true. did. Ooh. Yeah, they were quite excited, actually. But yeah, they they got completely shoved, each one individually. They were pushed. They they were pushing it real good. Oh, my God. Wow. It's true enough. That is yep. true. We had a couple of ladies with us that came from Latvia, which was one of the Russians. We've spoken about Eastern Europe quite a lot wow. on this show so mm-hmm. far. There were some Russian words came through yep. on our equipment that they really? translated. They think it may have been their grandmother. Yeah. So, again, you can't make that stuff up because no one on the team speaks Russian, strangely enough. So that can't be faked at that point, can it? Also, the bowling alley of that hotel is the most haunted location mm-hmm. in the whole building. I will argue with you that I have more happened to me there than the mechanical room for me. 
But that may be gender based, of course, if the speakeasy. It is, it is actually gender based. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I get more, more activity in the bowling alley. There was a ghost talking to me through the ghost box, the spirit box. And on one occasion, I said, can you see me? And he went, yes. And I said, okay, what's my name? And he went, Adrian. It's always creepy wow. when they shout your name out or have an awareness of who you are. I've heard my name mentioned 25 years all over the world. Still brings the hairs up mm-hmm. on the back of my neck. And then a very interesting thing happened. I said, who's the president at the moment? Because based on their reply, is usually a case of I can put them in a time period. Mm-hmm. If they say Taft, then I'm thinking, oh, what's that, about 1911 to 1915, whatever it may be. It gives you a time frame to work with. This has never happened before. I asked it who the president was, and it said Trump. So, either those ghosts and spirits have an awareness of modern society and what's going on at the moment, which is unique and remarkable. There's a piece of insight, isn't there, about ghosts knowing about what's happening now. Well, that person has died in the last two months, which seems unlikely, I would suspect. But uh, very interesting in terms of developing paranormal theory and something to think about at home there. I thought that was very interesting. He couldn't have said that two months ago, could he? No. Is where we are. We have a show. I'm yet to score. Michelle's on 50. (laughs) Heather was on two and went back to zero. (laughs) Because she opened her mouth. We have a round. It's the first round. It's the round of ghosts and hauntings. Yvette Fielding has revealed that her husband was almost killed by a ghost while filming Most Haunted. He was attacked by a fishing bobber. (laughs) Carl Beatty also works that's one thing as well they can't if they throw a fishing barber at me that's not going to cause me issue you see where we are something light something they can move the merest brush the merest breath that fishing barber goes bouncing around the room Uh makes a lot of noise in the dark Carl Beatty also works on the ghost show and decided it would be a good idea to ask some angry spirits to throw some knives at him he was then tied to a spinning wheel I made that up. That's not true. (laughs) Giving a spoiler for the upcoming series, she said something happens that results in me getting really angry with Carl. That's her husband, of course. Can you throw the knives at Yvette? (laughs) We all remember being married, don't we? Oh, yeah. We were in a particularly spooky location and he was shouting into the dark. Yeah, come on, throw knives at me, he says. Then a huge, big carving knife comes flying through the air and hits him on the head. Uh-huh. If it hadn't have been handled first, it would have killed him. Lucky he wasn't bending over to pick up his K2 meter on the floor. <laughs> Sharp knives or sharp practice, you decide if you visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can read that story in full. I shall give myself two points for starting the show in a spookily informative way. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Psychic investigators from Devon have shared what they say is the clearest image they have ever seen of a ghostly woman captured as they spent the night in a museum in Devon. The specialist team from Silent Voices Ghost Hunts, who say they are the number one paranormal events team in the country. My team's back in Britain would have something to say about that, (laughs) madam, I assure you. Captured the image during a night in the Torquay Museum, which houses the mummified remains of an Egyptian child. 
The team says there have been a number of reports of apparitions at the museum, although no description matching what they caught on camera conveniently enough, and they believe the image could be of an Egyptian woman, as her head appears to be shaved completely bald. Huh. Really? So a shaved head instantly donates Egyptian. Sinead O'Connor, that Irish Egyptian. You get yes. many Irish yeah. Egyptians, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jay Daly from Silent Voices said the image was taken at Torquay Museum by Ryan Doyle and our team and has been digitally analyzed or enhanced, as I like to say, mm. and shown as genuine. <laughs> it is the clearest image we have ever seen. And it's caused a stir through our Facebook page and on the net where we have posted it. The thing is, if you have to do something to some audio or EVP, what's the point? Right. If you have to play it backwards, stretch it out, slow it down, who can be bothered? Well, they said they just... I made that up. They oh, said, I see. No, they said they digitally analyzed Enlized. it, but oh. I think they enhanced it because I saw it, and I think it's bunk. But an EVP mm-hmm. should just be an EVP. That's you, either, right. you either hear the voice talking to you or you don't. The moment right. you've got to start messing around, you're reaching at that point. Uh, the facial features are so clear, and note the clothing and the cupping hand bottom right. This figure was not visible to the eye when taken. Now, I actually showed you this picture, Mr. Lee. Yes. Are we going to have a uh, drinking game going on tonight? The Snort Bell and Bunk yes, drinking game? Yes, I already game? said it is bunk. It's bunk. It is complete bunk. That's Photoshop. Yes, it is. Unless he's an expert of blowing smoke in the shape of a face with well, a cigarette. <laughs> they said, we are very proud of Mr. Doyle for being lucky enough to capture this, I'm sure, or manipulate it, whatever. Well, they organize uh, and hold events at venues including Bodmin Jail and the Jamaica Inn. And all I can say, all I can say, is Jamaican me crazy with all these fake photographs. <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? Half an hour in. Jamaican or Cornish Devon, I can't... Make up my mind. Mr. Doyle, 43, software engineer. <laughs> Torquay, of course, was where Forty Towers was That's set. Right. If you're familiar <laughs> with that. Mr. Forty. He got crazy. He got crazy. If you wish to see that enhanced, smoky <laughs> software engineer's photograph, you're more than welcome to do so on our Facebook site. Former Premier League soccer star Dion Dublin reckons he has seen the ghost of his dead dog, Big Frank. Aww. He's like Big Frank like Strong Steve. No. So there's a no. similar thing. Dion, now a TV star, scattered his pet's ashes on the beach last week to form the word Frank. Could you make an etch a sketch of someone's ashes? Could you take your deceased loved ones and then forever immortalise them in an Etch-a-Sketch? No, it would clog it up. Yep. Okay, just a thought. You know, you can get souvenirs and mementos made from your loved one's ashes, can't you? You can get jewellery, uh-huh. all kinds of wonderful things. I can things. make the jewellery. Yes, you Give can Give me do. your ashes. That is true. She's not making this up. She's able to make jewellery from ashes. You're going to get all kinds of people posting all kinds of weird and wondrous things to you now. <laughs> you yeah, have opened yeah. up the gates of Hades is what's happened. <laughs> I just think that's a good idea. Death, death a sketch. Oh, Perfect. Yeah, there we go. But when Dion later inspected his wife's photos of the occasion, he spotted strange blue orbs appearing to hover over the sand on Hoy Lake Beach, Merseyside. Who would believe scattering ashes and dust would leave orbs in photographs? Yeah. 
The 47-year-old tweeted, do we sound old and sceptical now? No. He's tweeted to his 172,000 followers scattered Big Frank's ashes this afternoon on the beach, his favourite place on earth. Commentating on the orbs, he said, I want to believe it's Big Frank. There was nothing in my photos, but the missus took these. What are they? That'll be ashes. Big Frank, (laughs) pictured with Dion, was diagnosed with cancer in February last year, and it is a disease which has cast a shadow over Dion's family. Dion from Leicester scored 111 Premier League goals and retired from playing in 2008. I actually remember him playing. He played for Aston Villa in Birmingham many years ago, and I followed West Ham from East London, my local team, the team my great-granddad supported back at the turn of the last century and actually saw Dion Dublin scoring for Aston Villa and then running over to the West Ham supporters where I was sat and celebrated and uh, he, he, he wasn't received with the warmest assiduity I would suggest but he's a lovely fella I've met him several times he's a really nice guy so if you go and look at that story is Ashes to Ashes or something funky Heather looks like a hairy monkey um wow you can go to our Facebook site and decide for yourself whether they are orbs (laughs) or bits of dust flying around the beach in Merseyside I shall give myself points for being poetic (laughs) I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Nor did we. No. Michelle. <laughs> I can't give you more than zero at the moment, can I? Is where I am. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Eerie footage has captured the moment a whirlwind swept through a cemetery as mourners gathered to worship their ancestors. Video filmed in Da King, China, showed the powerful tornado lifting burnt pieces of joss paper, which are used in the ancient ceremonies, reaching up to 160 feet high. Some bystanders positioned themselves close to the weather phenomenon, while others, including the person who filmed it, kept a safe distance. At one point, a nearby pile of debris erupted into flames, but there appeared to be no danger of the blaze spreading. No one was believed to be injured by the whirlwind. Footage of the fast-moving vortex was captured during the King Ming Festival, also known as Tomb Sweeping Day, which nice. takes place. Yeah, perfect. Which takes place in the first week of April. The centuries-old tradition, which takes place over three days, is observed by cleaning up ancestors' graves and making offerings to their spirits. Hmm. So you're sat there minding your own business. Along came a cyclone, and you get hit by a bone. And bits of masonry and fragments from the tombstones. Mm-hmm. Dangerous times. You can see that story. You can see that wind blowing through the cemetery as their ancient ancestors come back to them. Paranormal wind or full of hot air. You can decide for yourself. Yes. As we yes. run into the yes. round holding a flashlight in one hand, a K2 meter in the other, looking up the skies, saying, here I am. Come and get me. This is the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. A student has mysteriously disappeared in Brazil, leaving behind a locked room covered in a code and a $2,000 statue of a 16th century alien hunter, alien enthusiast and Brazil nut. Oh, God. Bruno Borges, 24, reportedly vanished from his family home in Brazil last Monday while working on a secretive project. 
the psychology student's disappearance has sparked worldwide interest, with many believing he's been abducted by aliens. <laughs> after a bizarre video of the inside of his bedroom was leaked online, Borges appears to have turned the room into a shrine to the extraterrestrial world, has removed all the furniture and put up creepy self-portraits of himself with an alien. <laughs> He's a psychology student. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Every person I've ever met in the entire world, and I've been to 32 countries and I've visited many places, every psychologist, and I lived with a psychologist for five years back in Britain many years ago, every psychologist I've ever met is studying psychology for one reason. Does anyone want to jump in and guess what that is? Because they're messed up. That's 100% correct. You shall have Yay. points. I shall give you 10. <laughs> I, I will give you a piece of advice right now, ladies. Work out what you want to be doing in three or four weeks' time. Reverse engineer it backwards. Plot a series of points to get your husband there and then make him think it's his idea. Brilliant. Perfect relationship. I'm going to have to get me a husband, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard that, listeners of MQTA Radio. The walls are also covered with coded writing and signs associated with Satanism, and the Illuminati are spread across the floor. Among the writings were passages from the Bible and phrases from Leonardo da Vinci, which lay in among 14 handwritten books, which were also encrypted. There was also a huge statue of philosopher Giordano Bruno, which was reportedly bought for £2,000 a few weeks ago, and it looms over the room. Giordano Bruno was one of the first thinkers to predict the existence of extraterrestrial life, and some have suggested the boy was trying to complete his work. They also share the same name Bruno, by the way. Right. which is classic psychology connections there. Relatives say Borges was constantly asking them for funding for his latest secretive project, but wouldn't give any details apart from saying he was writing a series of books that would change humanity in a good way. A guide on how to keep your odd socks together. Lots of research needs to be done there. The student's shaken business father, Athos Borges, said the last time he saw his son, was when he left the family home in Rio Blanco in Acre without any money after lunch at the end of March. He said the family have received some information but nothing concrete and nothing that would indicate what has happened. The Criminal Investigation Department, which by the way is DIC, are investigating <laughs> Borges' disappearance. I'm sure lots of criminals in Brazil have called them that on many occasions. According to lead investigator Fabrizio Sabrera, the case remains confidential, nice. but all possibilities are being considered. UFO or UFNO? Visit our Facebook site, <laughs> More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee. What have you, you been can taking see tonight? What I always take, every you, night. You've never done the whole rhyme and dime thing. <laughs> I'm being channeled by John Lennon. <laughs> Badly. Badly, I'm channeling John Lennon. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. I've got some sick rhymes, so leave me alone. Oh, sick rhymes. <laughs> Even if you shut me up, I'll do sick rhymes with sign language. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I got here's sign some, language. Here's some now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I actually um, have a question. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're but, wrong. All right. Michelle, Excellent. what? Are, oh, God. <laughs> It, 
it's not the first time in so many months that a scientist or somebody has went missing for UFOs, right? Yes, there was a British gentleman about six months ago right. that visited Poland for a conference and never came back. That's what I thought. Yeah. And uh, they were still looking into that. But that was a very strange case because he'd, brought, he'd been brought back to Britain and then buried. Yes. And then only after that, his mother said this had happened. Right. Which seemed very odd to me. You'd, you'd say all this the moment after he'd died, right. after that long process of shipping him back to Britain, having him yeah. buried, which must have taken a month right. with all the paperwork, bureaucracy and everything else. And then you'd come out and say it when they can no longer do a toxicology report. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So all that sounds odd and funky to me. And very yeah. strange. It makes me think they've made it up, to be honest. Mm. But if you wish to see this gentleman's bedroom and still this coded, <laughs> coded work for yourself and the demonic paintings of himself standing next to an alien, it's all there for you on our Facebook site. More questions and answers. Heather Morris, you are now on a nice solid 10. What have you got for me tonight in the round of hairy beasties and green men? I'm going to Australia. Yay! Yay! Danya, yay! A shark was found on the streets of Queensland, Australia. Selling drugs. Land shark. Yeah, land <laughs> shark. Candy gram. <laughs> Give me your money and no one gets hurt. But you've only got flippers. How are you holding the gun? Gorilla tape. Shortly after a powerful cyclone pounded the country's northeastern coast this week, immediately inspiring people to make jokes about the sci-fi film Sharknado mm -hmm. having come to life. And it was a big shark. It was ginormous. I was just Ooh. driving down the road and it <laughs> fell out in front of me. Can you imagine calling your car insurance <laughs> I hit a shark. I hit a yeah, shark. you did. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> it just walked out in front of me. It didn't even look. What speed were you doing at the time? <laughs> Queensland Fire and Emergency Services posted a photo of a mud-covered bull shark to its Facebook page. <laughs> They're never going to believe you. Yes, it's a bull shark is what it is. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. I'm terrible. I've given myself 10 points. I'm on 14, <laughs> madam. <laughs> Think it's safe to go back in the water? Think again. The emergency services agency said its workers encountered the shark while inspecting an area near the town of Eyre, where floodwaters from Cyclone Debbie were receding. Local reporter, <laughs> local reporter Philip Calder, who stumbled upon the shark while covering the storm's damage, told the Brisbane Times that a river near where the shark was found is said to be full of bull sharks. Or bull sharks. He's, bull sharks. <laughs> he said locals never swim there. What a load of bull sharks. I know. Mm. That's likely for a good reason. Bull sharks, which are capable of living in both brackish and fresh water, are extremely aggressive and considered to be one of the leading species behind attacks on humans. Yes, they have a very short fuse. The slightest thing will set them off. <laughs> Next like your ex. Oh. oh. <laughs> I never said that. Wow. I'm not claiming that one. <laughs> I went swimming in India. I lived in India for a while on the West Coast in Goa. I walked out onto the beach every morning, warm sun, palm trees, pineapples, everything you would wish from paradise, clear turquoise waters, dolphins jumping around in the sea. I go swimming out every morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a goat, a dolphin. <laughs> you don't see goats paddling around too much, do you? Not good swimmers, is the goat. I went out swimming with the dolphins, and every day they'd get closer and closer, and I'm trying to reach for their fins and, you know, playing with them. After two weeks, I stride up the beach like James Bond, you know, Craig 
Daniel Craig stepping out of the water. If you can in imagine, bikini, absolutely, just just exactly how I look in yes. many respects. Wow. And uh, some of the local Indian fishermen explained to me they were bull sharks. I'd spent every morning swimming with bull sharks. So th- is this the same India where you were running in the jungle with tigers? Yes. And so f- would it be a tiger shark? <gasps> nice. So at least you're listening to my stories. I was. While we were on the subject, two other really dangerous. There's a lot of wildlife in India that wants to kill you, harm oh, yeah. you, or at least kidnap you in some shape or form. A friend of mine was in the sea swimming and got stung by a really bad jellyfish. He had oh. blisters. It wasn't a man of war, was it? Coming up on his legs the size of tennis balls, and all the locals urinated on him. That was fun. And then another gentleman is with his wife on their honeymoon. They're collecting these amazing shells. And as they're walking along the beach, they've got handfuls of shells. And he's got nowhere to put them. So he put them down his trunks. Well, one of them had a hermit crab in it. And it kind of messed him around a little bit in the... (laughs) Below the waist in the gentleman's baubles. So, yes. wait a second. He had crabs? Oh. <laughs> God. She's just the worst pun show. I'm doing sick rhymes. You're doing Christmas cracker jokes. Michelle's just sat there laughing with her gorilla coat on. Yep. Shocking to do. But, yes, that is a God's honest truth. So, I've got Sharknado in Australia. So, what up? I Cro- like it. Croctopus. <laughs> I do love me a compound noun in a film. Makes me very happy. I'm going to squeeze in a quick one for UFOs here. It says two British towns have been named by a top travel guide as among the best places on the planet to meet an alien. Warminster in the southwest of England and Scotland's Bonnie Bridge have become hotspots for UF sightings after a series of bizarre incidents. And both places are near IF bases, by the way. My sceptical mind wants me to tell you that. The country town of Warminster became a paranormal sensation in the 1960s. And it's placed fifth on the guide by travel experts Wonderlust. In 1965, the Southwest community was rocked by reports of mystery noises and unexplained sightings in the night skies. On August the 17th of that year, a supposed detonation noise shook homes in a housing estate in the Wiltshire town before a monstrous orange flame was seen in the sky, crackling and hissing. The terrifying incident known as the Warminster Thing transformed the town from a sleepy country community into a world leader in UFO sightings. Bonnie Bridge, just outside of Falkirk, is famed for sightings and is officially twinned with Roswell in New Mexico, the site of the famous alleged flying saucer crash in 1947. The mysterious village, which was placed eighth in the Meet an Alien Guide, forms part of the Falkirk Triangle, an area stretching from Stirling to the outskirts of Edinburgh, with claims of grey-skinned, barely-legible humanoids sea-wandering around in a strange daze. Oh, that's not aliens, that's the population of Edinburgh, that's just Scottish people. Alien enthusiasts claim that Bonnie Bridge is the world's number one UFO location, with an average of 300 sightings a year, according to government statistics. That's one guy living in a trailer park in Dumbartonshire calling nearly every night of the year. You could easily get 300 sightings for the town we do this show out of. If we just rang the police every night, by the end of the year, they'd have 300 sightings and it would just be us. See where we are. They like that when you call every night. Oh, I'm sure they're very happy. Well, you know that from a fact here. (laughs) (laughs) To those who still believe the truth is out there, Wonderlust has also pointed out 
that police believe alcohol may have been a factor in some of the sightings. Who knew? In 1992, a local man named James Walker reportedly seeing a star-shaped object hovering in the skies above the town. Johnny Walker was his brother, by the way. Sightings were also reported by a guy called Captain Morgan and a guy called Jim Beam. Taking top spot on Wanderlust Guide is the iconic Area 51 in Nevada, where the U.S. government has been testing and developing secret aircrafts for decades. Tractor Beam or Jim Beam? Go to our Facebook site, oh, Questions wow. and Answers, with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Aliens are likely to be electronic entities which have overthrown and replaced the organic life forms which first designed them, the British Astronomer Royal has claimed. Lord Martin Rees said it was very likely that aliens, if they exist, will be very different from humans. He said, my guess is that if we do detect an alien intelligence, it will be nothing like us. It will be some sort of electronic entity. Speaking during an interview at Trinity College, the Emeritus Professor of Cosmology and Astrophysics at the University of Cambridge... He does hair and makeup as well, does he? That's yes, impressive. he does. He's yes. a very rounded Renaissance mm-hmm. man, isn't very, he? Very, very well. Explain that humans have taken about four billion years to get to our current state of civilization. And we still think digital watches are a good idea. <laughs> but within a few centuries, it's likely that... Machines will have taken over, and they will have billions of years ahead of them. In other words, the period of time occupied by organic intelligence is just a thin sliver between early life and the long era of the machines. I can't believe they've not made a film about that. I know. It sounds vaguely familiar, doesn't it? Because such civilizations would develop at different rates, it's extremely unlikely that we will find intelligent life at the same stage of development as us. More likely, that life will still be either far simpler or an already fully electronic intelligence. This is a fabulous story. We'll just unplug them. There you go. If they haven't got a charger, they're done, aren't they, ultimately? Unless they're solar-powered. Oh. Unless they get a time machine and send one back. Yeah. Okay, my ideas were ridiculous. Oh. I can only apologize. I just See, thought I'd you find didn't some. Think it through. Yeah. I know. Mm-mm. We now enter the round that is the strange <laughs> and the bizarre. It's S and B. We'll try and squeeze in as many stories as quickly yeah. as possible. I'm on eight. Michelle's on fifty-four. Heather's currently on ten. Police were called to calm angry punters after TV psychic Derek Okora cancelled a show at the last minute. Psychic show cancelled due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> it's true. Hundreds had paid $30 a ticket to see the Liverpudlian spiritualist. A chorus said he was not paid the agreed fee in Wisbeach St. Mary, Cambridgeshire, and they should contact the organiser for refunds. One joke equipped online that it should have known this was going to happen. Mm. A statement issued by Mr. Acora's production company said, for those who have paid for a ticket, please contact the promoter directly who has your money. I'm sorry for anyone who went to attend, but we will not be allowing Derek to be treated like this. Many took to social media to voice their opinions. The no-go event that had been arranged months in advance to take place at the Wish Beach St. Mary Community Hall in Cambridge says that ticket buyers are still in the dark regarding refunds. You're not going to see a tall dark stranger and you're not going to come into any money soon. (laughs) 
To be fair, he was not playing Madison Square Garden, was he? This no. is the Whiz Beach St. Mary Community Hall. Mm-hmm. A women's crocheting group and Hanson also had to cancel the previous week. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B? Well, talk about a crappy trip to the zoo. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. yeah. yeah. A grandma got nailed in the face with a piece of poo by a dirty-handed chimpanzee. (laughs) (laughs) And it's gone absolutely ape on the web. Hence my coat. That's right. So (laughs) you were thinking. Yeah, it has very gorilla-like qualities to it, does your coat. Guests were watching a boisterous chimp hooting and hollering at the bottom of an enclosure at the John Ball Zoo in Grand Rapids, Michigan on Sunday when without warning a chimp made an underhanded throw towards the crowd. Like softball. Yes. About the size of a softball as well. (laughs) The act fired up screams and laughter among the people as the camera turned to look at the object of the commotion. One woman summed it up perfectly. It got grandma! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she was yawning at the time. Oh, there, no. I want to say that. Can we adopt him? Can we adopt yes, him? Yes. There, sitting in the front row, Grandma turned to reveal a chunk of feces <laughs> stuck to her nose. Oh, it. Oh, hanging down. Oh. Everyone was laughing. She was in feces. But well, you can only imagine what happened when they got home. In a statement, the zoo acknowledged the filthy incident, but suggested the chimp's behavior was fueled by the audience's own antics. Oh, they One, were winding it up. They threw that, that's right. It that's was basically right. saying, shut up, wasn't it? I'm oh, trying to get me head down. I've had a late night. Keep yes. it down back there. Yeah. I've given you three warnings. Here comes I've the defecation. I've had one too many bananas. Yep. <laughs> one of the chimpanzees is very focused on and likes to interact with people. Sometimes this chimpanzee will exhibit behaviors that some people respond to with laughter, loud noises, and imitation. Is this you? I've seen people in a bar do this. This is you. No, on a Saturday. When have I ever thrown my feces at a grandmother? Where was I when that happened? Uh, well, I don't know. You talk what, a lot about it. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dear Lord, you were doing so well on ten. No, I you wasn't. You ruin it. You ruin it at the end. You ruin it. Ruin all the way. Minutes, we're minutes, minutes, minutes away from end. You do this week in, week out. I think you like getting negative numbers. You've had you've had a good show up until now. But you've ruined it for yourself. You've ruined it for your friend. Michelle's looking embarrassed for you. You've ruined yeah. it for your country. Yeah, I'm you, just your family's embarrassed. I'm comfortable. I'm in my comfortable zone what, right ruining now. It. Ruined. ruined it. Ruined it. Ruined yes. it. You had four minutes to go, three minutes to go. What's wrong with you? Well, by the antics, this unfortunately encourages even more of this behavior and resulted in the situation on Sunday. So, a little monkey. Defecation. Ooh, defecation. That's what you need. Defecation. True. Investigation. Vacation. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run out of words sooner or later. Isn't it? That's true. So, I was at Colchester Zoo in Essex. Yes. And there was a llama enclosure. Uh-huh. And one poor lad got too close. And the llama just let go all the bile in his stomach and went... Oh, spit And him. just covered him. I mean, it was like a scene from Ghostbusters. It was bad. And then, of course, you know, he then was sick and there was a lot of fuss a lot of commotion a lot of colors a lot of uh have you seen where around? some people walk by the lion enclosure and just happen to get marked 
Ah, oh, by not, the lion. Yeah, that doesn't come out easily, does it? No. Even after three washes no. and a boiling, <laughs> you're, you're throwing that pair of bell bottoms away, aren't you? That's not coming out easily. Yeah, no, there's not enough tide in the world. You can no. go down the bar afterwards and have everyone attracted to you. Oh. If you go to the zoo in Britain, you can actually buy in the gift shop bags of lion poo. Now, do you want to have a guess why they're selling them and they're all sold out? Uh, fertilizer. Not fur. No, that'll burn everything you own. You'll never have rhubarb come up. You put lion poo on it. Perfume. You're getting closer. It's to stop cats from coming into your garden. <gasps> oh, nice. Because obviously the cats in Britain are allowed to roam around and people don't shoot them over there. So your cat would go outside with a little collar on and it would come in through the cat flap when it wanted to. And it would, if you train up a cat, it can do its business in next door's yard. Mm. And then they would put lion poo in the garden and the cat's thinking hang on a second i'm not going over there that is one big cat and the cat doesn't no longer go in your yard huh nice see where we are i likes it good idea all round i shall give you points despite what my conscience is telling me <laughs> michelle you have the last story of the evening in the round of smb a huge cargo ship with more than 20 crew on board has mysteriously disappeared in the south atlantic a rescue mission has been launched after the South Korean vessel named Stellar Daisy disappeared 1,500 miles from the shore. The boat was sailing from Brazil to China when it reportedly sent out a distress signal on Friday before going missing. Now fears are mounting that the vessel has sunk to the bottom of the ocean. We cannot rule out the possibility that the ship may have sunk. Whether its crew members made it out safe cannot be confirmed at this time either, a South Korean foreign ministry official said of the tragedy. Two terrified Filipino crew members were found floating on a raft. Why don't they just ask them then? That's what I was thinking. And surely if a cargo freighter or an oil tanker goes down, you're going to have debris over like 20 miles and oil and gas spillages like oh, you wouldn't absolutely. believe. absolutely. This thing's huge. But other lifeboats are said to have been discovered empty. A search operation is continuing for the 22 people, the ministry official said in the capital of Seoul. Eight missing are believed to be South Korean nationals, while the remaining 14 are Filipino. Brazil and Uruguay have been asked to help in the mission, the unnamed official said. Stellar Daisy is a very large ore carrier and is owned and operated by South Korean company Polaris Shipping, based in Busan. Wow, this is the 21st century version of the Mary Celeste. Mm -hmm. Ghost ship or full of chimpanzee defecation? You decide for yourself on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Yay! Good. Yay! Damn, that went well, didn't it? Yep. There's only like three breaks in that. I That's know. amazing. That's because I had an hour of sleep this afternoon. Mm. So I'd share that with you. Normally, I'm fucking worn out and I can't read properly. Do you know what helped me? Hmm. Burrellos! Stew Burrellos! Burrellos! I took two... Um, what's that stuff? Ephedrine? Speedball. No. Yeah. Couple, <laughs> I shot some heroin. Cocaine and uh, vodka. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where'd you get ephedrine from? At Walmart. Walmart has ephedrine? No. I thought they took it off. My, I think it's a Fedrin. It's in a shiny blue bottle. What does it say? Fedrin. Only two. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think, think they could sell it anymore. You best get in there and get a supply, boy. I think you mean Excedrin. No. No, <laughs> no Fedrin you can get, but you can only get pure Fedrin in uh, Primatine. 
tablets. Hmm. This is like over mixed the with counter. that coffee bean extract oh. and some other stuff. Oh, gotcha. It helps, doesn't it? Makes me super lively. There See? something wrong with that. Yeah. See how lively we are? No, I think Focus. this show went well because the fact that we're buzzing and we're on top of things. So I'll take my Burrenos! <laughs> Let's get going. I only got one. Good. I'll come to you last. I'll go first. Michelle can be wedged in the middle. Three, two, one. We now enter the round we call Not For Your Mother. This is a round that we can only do in our archives. So thank you for tracking us down and coming to find us. Why don't you write us a nice review on that platform for us? There's a nice little orange heart. You can click on that. If you're listening in SoundCloud, you can write us a nice review on iTunes if you like what we do. But thank you for tracking us down. You're very tech savvy. You can now operate my DVR and turn the television over for me. This is the round where your mother needs to be removed from the room. Any small miners need to be pushed off in the direction of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. A 26-year-old morgue worker was arrested this morning after a DNA test revealed that her unborn child was the result of a necrophiliac intercourse no. with no. a man she was supposed to autopsy. Uh-uh. No, he just laid there. Jennifer Burrows... <laughs> And to be fair, <laughs> dead men can't say no, can they? This is where we're going. I've been a there. Stiffy. <laughs> I've been there. Get the auger. We can't get the coffin lid down. I like the way her name's Jennifer Burrows. Oh. An assistant pathologist with the Jackson County Medical Examiner Services is accused of having sex with dozens of corpses <gasps> over the course of the last two That's years. That's why I'm getting cremated. I'd be disappointed. I'd be thinking to myself, I didn't get it that often when I was alive, and now I'm dead, I can't even enjoy it. Can you imagine a ghost being sat in a corner thinking, oh, for the love of Christ, I could even get this when I was alive. Now I'm dead, everything's coming to me. But how does it work? Life's all about yeah, timing, how isn't did, it? How does it work? Pregnancy well, this I can place. understand the whole stiff part. Okay. Yeah, what do you do? Do you squeeze the bag to release the juice? <laughs> did you... <laughs> Squeeze the bag. <laughs> it's not putting soy on ramming noodles. What's wrong with you? Did she have an assistant? Did <laughs> she have an assistant? Give it's him like, the shocker. Oh, it's like a bellows. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> or an accordion. <laughs> Trust you with your Polish background. An accordion. It's accordion hero for the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Only available in Minnesota and the Midwest. Accordion <laughs> hero. As it scans on the television, you've got the X and Y buttons and you're oh, pressing. We're this on is... to something. Well, I think there's a lot of money to no, be paid. No, she was on something. Yeah. I don't think she had an assistant. Okay. I don't know the anatomical... I think it's just a reflex action. I think when you're dead, I don't know. It can't be a reflex action. I'm sorry, madam. I do apologize. That was a reflex action. (laughs) I'm sure most of that will come out with hot water and a bit of soap. I don't know the answer to this. I will carry on reading. Okay. You can chew on it while I'm reading. I'm not going to chew on nothing. I'm chewing on nothing. According to the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, her baby is the son of a man who died in a car accident in March 2015. Well, that couldn't have been a pretty corpse either. Oh, Heather, you're right. Well, you're not looking at the head necessarily, are you? Oh. Which one? Well, it's in a bucket oh. on the shelf. Oh. 
and whose body she was supposed to autopsy. They allege that she, Mrs. Burrows, Miss Burrows, M- Miss, Miss Burrows sexually abused more than 60 other dead bodies belonging to males aged from 17 to 71 years old. There wow. are currently no laws, state or federal, governing or explicitly outlawing the practice of necrophilia since the corpse is considered human remains yep. and no longer living. Yep, Therefore, true. it is technically legal in the state of Missouri. And Miss Burroughs' actions are judged as an indecent treatment of a corpse. That's right. She is facing yep. a total of 158 charges, including indecent treatment of a corpse, disorderly conduct, indecent exposure, and possession of illegal drugs. Who knew? The psychologists and experts that we interviewed were divided in their interpretation of Miss Burroughs' case. Some, like Professor Isabella Ramirez of the University of Missouri, believes that the young woman was suffering from a psychosis and had at least partially lost contact with reality. Do you think? You have to be a professor, do you, to come up with this? Oh, my goodness. Others, like Dr. Gerald Porter, a well-known psychologist and expert in sexual disorders associated with the Institute of Psychological Sciences, believe that the accused is clearly a compulsive necrophiliac and that her choice of profession was inspired by her sexual deviation in the first place. Alcoholics work in bars, right? All seem to agree, however, that the 26-year-old woman was suffering from mental problems and that she will probably register a plea of insanity. Now, would you believe there is on Wikipedia a site or a page called Posthumous Sperm Retrieval. No. They were one of my favourite bands in the 1980s. I've got all of... <laughs> I remember seeing in concert the Hammersmith Apollo, the Posthumous Sperm Retrieval. They were I, very... I didn't see that coming. Very <laughs> impressive. I should skip over that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be ironic if she was now claiming child support from that person's estate? Actually, I think I've heard of that before. Go to a medium and then they say, he's coming through. And she says, you owe me $790.83. In back support for child support. You can imagine that happening, can't you? But I did do some research. By the way, listeners, don't ever type in sperm retrieval and dead bodies. You you have a very unhappy afternoon. You're probably marked by the FBI right now. I guarantee it. The things I have to search for for this show has already put me on a hit list. (laughs) I'm never leaving the country to go back to London. I'd never get back in again. There is an ideal temperature. You have 24 hours to harvest, they reckon. To harvest. Yes, then the body gets too cold because there is an ideal temperature that it needs to be at to stay alive. And then the body drops down, of course, to room temperature, and then it's game over. Huh. Unless you keep it somewhere, like your armpit, and you're keeping it, you know, in warmer conditions. Because when it's travelling on its little path, on its journey, your bits and pieces give it everything it needs to stay alive. So did she harvest or ride the wave? Well, I'm not quite sure. I'm under the impression, based on this story and what I've researched scientifically, of course, lots of in-depth study here, so never mind the professor at the University of Missouri. I spent a good three to four minutes on Wikipedia. (laughs) And I'm under the impression it was harvested rather than taken straight out of the drinking fountain. Injected. With turkey basters. I'm thinking that's what may have happened. Now, all those people that went to Thanksgiving dinner at this woman's house over the last 10 years would now need to worry, I would suggest. Would it be like 
you know, you harvest a bunch of them, put them in a yeah. turkey baster, and then whoever gets it gets it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a smoothie. Well, you're going to have to uh, keep it warm somewhere along though. It's not going to last forever, is it? You mic it, then it'll be fine. Put it in the microwave. <laughs> This explains why the people in Missouri are like the way they are, doesn't it? Is where we are. Never mind the wrong sperms got to the, the egg. It was cooked in a microwave. I just Ping, don't it's ready. understand. Do you know what happens in a microwave, though, don't you? You'll, you'll have that in a bowl ready to go, and some of it will still be cold, and the rest you'll burn your finger off. <laughs> your mouth. You have to... Michelle Curry, that's outrageous. I'm sorry. Wow. I can't get that out of my mind now. I only meant to take a sip, but the whole lot went down in one go. I just hate it when you burn your lip. I know. Terry, nothing worse is there. Let me blow on it for you. What have you got? You can understand why we can't do this on Dark Matter Digital Network now, can't Completely. you? Completely. Oh, and why we can't have a video camera. Yeah, yes, and why no. we'll never be picked up on a franchise or get any sponsorship deals. <laughs> <laughs> Unless someone out there is looking to sell a microwave at some point, then we'll take that on board. Mm, that's true. Michelle, what do you have for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Japan's annual penis festival has kicked off with phallic-shaped floats and food to celebrate an ancient legend. When you say a float, have they put a lot of ice cream in it? <laughs> uh, I missed it. Oh, Never mind, they'll be we'll next year. We'll go next year. Yeah, give yeah. me 20 minutes and we'll go again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thousands of people flooded the streets of Kawasaki. Flooded. flooded, that's right. In rivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To take part in the... Kanamara Matsuri, the festival of the steel phallus. Nice. Mm-hmm. Harry Superman. <laughs> During the event, giant steel phalluses are paraded through huge crowds on portable shrines. Festival goers were pictured snapping selfies with penises and buying various forms of memorabilia. Sounds like a normal weekend for Ooh. you, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, it's where we're going now. Yep. Yeah. The festival started in, yes, I'm going to say it, 1969, and has become a tourist attraction as well as raising awareness about safe sex and raises money for HIV research and celebrates fertility. Summer of love. There is another side to the event. Legend has it that around the 17th century, a demon hid inside the vagina of an unrequited love. So you had to attack it with a sword? Hang on, sweetheart, stay there. I'm getting some holy water and a crucifix. He is believed to have then bitten off the penises of oh. the women's first two husbands. Nice. Anything now more I'm than I'm surprised she had two based on what happened yeah. to the first one. By the way, what happened to your first husband on your honeymoon? What, what happened to the first one? What, what, Never mind. Never mind. I bit his head off. Oh. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I'll give it back to you in a minute. <sighs> the cursed woman, along with a blacksmith, created a steel penis in order to break the jealous demon's teeth and get rid of him forever. So this is some story this woman's concocted. So she's got an excuse to go to the local blacksmith and get her to make her a toy. A without, steel wiener. Without anyone complaining or thinking that was odd. Right. Perfectly reasonable to me. I love it. Yep. 
There are photographs available. I like the idea that a big bolt of lightning could come out of the sky. And what's the first thing it's going to hit, right? Metal. Giant steel. A lightning rod. Penis plunging <laughs> <A> itself. Rod. <laughs> plunging itself into Mother Nature. Oh. Miss Morris, what have you got for me finally here in the round of Not For Your Mother? <sighs> well, I'm going to stick with the theme because the theme is good. So, of the many things that testicle are designed for. Is that one? <laughs> no. I'm a lady, you know. Lady. I'm a lady. I do ladies' things like sewing and tapestry and knitting and shit. <laughs> <laughs> of the many things that testicle are designed for, dragging around. I don't drag them anywhere. Heavy weights is certainly not one of them. However... Hang on, I'll just get your shopping for you, love. However... I'll take you as far as the car park. That hasn't stopped martial arts expert... Oh, God. Yowie! <laughs> trying to achieve the impossible With by... his brother one hung low. <laughs> He's trying to achieve the impossible by channeling the strength of his nutsack. Channeling. Yes. Oh, you should have worn a kidney belt. (laughs) (laughs) To prove how strong it really is, the Tai Chi master pulled seven cars with his testicles last week. (laughs) What? Much to the amazement of the crowd and myself, I must say, that had gathered to watch him in his (laughs) hometown. They were just stuck at the lights for 10 minutes. Of... Zebu City in China. So there was a young man from China. Yes, and he drug seven cars with his testicle. Now he's going to have to roll those back up to put them in his pants. No, he just needs to tuck them in his sock. Everything Uh, will be fine. (laughs) He actually pulled seven Audis that have a combined weight. Yep, and they have a combined weight of twelve point six tons. Which is very, very heavy, but not heavy enough to stop Ye from dragging the vehicles for a total of eight meters with his testicles. Yes, I said it. He could carry so the grand. Wincing. He could carry his grandchildren. Yes, take him around. You could jump rope. Yeah, <laughs> with his balls. I'm not daft. I'm not silly. I've got hold of Granddad's Willie. Oh. Yeah, has been practicing his own brand of, yeah, I suppose it's his own brand of martial arts that focuses on... <laughs> tai Chi or Lai Chi? A couple he's, of Lai Chi's. He's focusing on his inner strength. Yes. Is he? Uh, yeah. Energy from his spine, as well as his testicles, which he charmingly calls his outer kidneys. They are. I'm Which on fire. So sexy. Yes. It, it Lick brings... my outer kidneys. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna give you a right r- royal. Right, sorry, I'm what? <laughs> You're gonna give me a right royal what? Kidney punch. Kidney punch. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, he can be seen in footage tying a rope around his balls. A rope. Before heaving the linked cars backwards in a straight line, <sighs> Ye triumphantly declares he has set a record by completing the feat. However, it is unclear for which organization. I think you can beat that, Mr. Lee. No, I'm only good with six. We're willing to give it a try. Of course you are. <laughs> I got the rope. 
train. We got the road. Start training. We'd I think we got six cars. Work your way up slowly. We uh, might. And I think there's a bus out there. There is yeah. a bus out there. Yes, I'm not pulling the bus. <laughs> With my twig and berries, I'm sorry. There is no twig; it's just the, the berries. berries. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'd want—I'd want a bit of help. I'd want, <laughs> I don't think the berries could manage. I just thought the twig's like, nope. Bring your, bring your mate with you. Don't it's going to need three of us. Don't they pop off at that point? You can get strangulated testicles. I had a friend that went to Spain for two weeks on holiday and came back with strangulated testicles. How's that happen? Well, he was very enthusiastic and showed a lot of assiduity to the local ladies, I believe. Oh, and you can strain them like that. That you can definitely strangulate them. They get twisted around. Do you know that game medieval kids played where you've got two balls on a bit of string and they're clacking together? <laughs> well, do you remember the moment when the string twisted and they never clacked anymore? I'm there to believe that's what took place. Although I'm not a doctor, I don't claim to be a doctor Can they of go around and around in your sack? It depends whether you dump them on top of the record player or not, doesn't it? No, I meant really, for real. Does yes, they happen? can do that. It's very painful. Can I they... went to the doctor and said, I want something to take away the pain, but can you keep the swelling? Ooh. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter that I'm bending down to pick up as the knights <laughs> go whistling <laughs> past my head is myself. who got a rather rounded, but on its own, number eight. Wow. But in a resplendent first place, cashing in with the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle, Cha-ching. who reaches Yay. the dizzying height of 54 numbers never seen before in the history of MQTA Radio. Heather scored a 12. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee you can also join my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can access if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio there's stories from around the world that we can't read out for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. And remember, if you like what we do and you love our show, go to patreon.com and you can sponsor us and we'd be very, very grateful. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drain and Michelle Corrie and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting.